Hello, welcome back to Brothers in Law of Destruction. I am Larry. This is Tyler. Uh, we have uh, been gone for a while, per usual. Uh, in the future, uh, we are going to start recording uh, on Tuesdays and then attempt to have it uploaded Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning for everyone to listen to. And uh, Tyler, there's been a, just a, a lot going on today, buddy. Yes, there has. Um, I have my Discord channel up uh, for AIPT Comics, and uh, we've been talking all day about AEW and still waiting on um, on any breaking news of uh, maybe potential suspensions of uh, certain wrestlers in all elite wrestling. Uh, I, um, I keep hearing about suspensions. I just don't imagine. I mean, that'd be nice if it could just be suspended and then maybe you could even work with it. But this seems like it's just going to continue to be a problem with this guy, man. It seems like everywhere he goes, he's just miserable. He wants you to let everyone know he's miserable. I just, I don't see it ever, ever working for him. So we, uh, do you want to explain? Um, I'm sure if people are listening to the wrestling podcast, they know what's going on, but uh, just a quick uh, explanation. Uh, uh, CM Punk is who we're talking about and uh, CM Punk uh, a few weeks uh, before his uh, uh, several weeks back he uh, went into business for himself is what everyone was saying in a uh, promo against a hangman page basically said uh, come out or you're a pussy well of course he was not going to come out because he couldn't because it wasn't scheduled for him to come out so then uh, he's just been nothing really came of that. People just thought it was really weird and shitty to do. And uh, they had their all out uh, event, which is AEW's biggest. And after that, they had a media scrum that just went off the fucking rails because he looked like an unhinged maniac the entire time. Sweating, bleeding, eating, drinking. Just here's the most disrespectful part to me if I'm Tony Khan, it's not that he is just, I don't know how you feel about it. I feel like he's also disrespecting Tony Khan in the middle of all of this by just saying how shady the company is and how horrible everyone is and all this stuff. I think that's disrespectful, but also to do it while you're just munching on a muffin in front of me is the icing on, I couldn't do it. You'd have to throw hands, right? If some dude's sitting there if some dude's sitting there disrespecting you and then just chomping on a big old muffin. You know, you're getting crumbs everywhere. Oh, just getting all over the table, just spitting crumbs at you every time he looks at you. There's no way. I couldn't live like that. I couldn't. It wouldn't sit right with me. He's a better man than me. I'm not saying I would win. I'm sure he's trained, so I'm sure he would just fuck me up. But, no, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. No, no, I have you taken, taken jujitsu in my day. But he does, too. So. Sure, I mean, I mean, I could too, I guess. Wouldn't you know, be good at it. That's it. Well, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> you, you know, I, I can't help but to think during all of this that I, it's not lost on me that he's only been back a year. <clears throat> yeah. And you think that you would think that this stuff would come out like. Yeah, two, three, four years into a run, and these things would be building up, and it's like it seems like it 
all of this stemmed from the Hangman promo, which was or um, program, which was just what a couple months ago. It was, yeah. So you got so mad within a two or three whatever month span over the summer that most of what you've not even like you've been hurt, so have you been injured or whatever? You think that you you all of that's just within like a three month span, like he's only been back a year. And it just seems crazy to think that he would be so upset in that short amount of time. And okay, let me ask you this. Let me let me pose this to you. And it may seem obvious one way or another, but do you think and it's hard to say because it's just happened and we don't know like the consequences. Right. And maybe we'll get some breaking news while we record the podcast. Um, but this is what makes it a fun conversation. Do you think that Tony Khan regrets bringing CM Punk in? Do I think he regrets it? Um, yes. No. At this moment. No, I don't think he does. But I think he should. I think he should regret bringing him in. I think eventually he will. But I think he has a golden it's, – it's not a golden opportunity. It's kind of like the whole life gave you lemons, you make what you want. You can make this a stronger locker room by saying, no, he's gone, even coming out and cutting a promo. Not cutting a promo, but just addressing the audience, saying this is what happened. This is what we did. He was very toxic in the locker room. These guys built this company. They helped start it from the ground up. They started the company that brought him back into wrestling, even though he wants to act like they've done nothing in their career. So he's gone. He's gone. I'm sorry. That sucks. Do a turn. They're big on tournaments over there in AEW. They could do a tournament for the title. I don't know what they want to do. Or they could just do Hangman versus Mox. So those are the last two champions. Hangman versus Mox. Winner takes the title. We're done with him. I, and would it suck? Yes. But I think it would be a good locker room moment to say, no, like we have each other's back. He was a, someone who came in and was toxic and wasn't. He's not. We talked about this earlier off the podcast. He is not a fucking needle mover like everyone thinks he is. He is just not. He's not adding 200,000 buys to your show. He's, it's not happening. So I think uh, – I don't think he does currently regret bringing him in, but I think I think he should, and I think eventually he will regret bringing him in. Um, did you did you notice – now I know the guy's name in a bit, but um, did, did you hear when he said something about on the back of the first million-dollar gate or something like that and oh, um, just, on and the if, back of him – Yes. I don't know the exact quote, but um, I mean, yeah, you're in the main event, um, but something about him, something about him kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like <laughs> he is making it seem like he's Hogan, like this is just all him. Like this company was nothing before he showed up. Is the way it came off to me. I don't know if that came off like that to everybody else, but when he it was. Talking, I mean, it wasn't. Even, I don't know if this is. I don't know if this was the. Was he referring to this pay-per-view or the last one? Because this one wasn't even the high, wasn't even like the highest all-out. I don't think. I mean, that's according to Tony Khan. Yeah, I think what he says there's second or third highest. Yeah, and then yeah. he says he blames WWE for for having an NXT special. Which come on, I mean, who's who's like, well, I would buy the pay-per-view, but I'm gonna watch SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, also, it, it wasn't. Classic, it, wasn't it wasn't the same uh, time. Uh, World's World Collide. 
Yeah, it wasn't – they didn't do it in the same, same time slot either. It was almost right. – if you were online, wrestling fans were really excited because they said, well, everything lines up. You know, Saturday yeah, – exactly. Saturday, Saturday you have Clash of the Castle. That was great. Then Sunday you can watch NXT before, you know, get a little break in, get a little, you know, order some pizza, order some wings, and then watch all out. Like everyone was excited. It lines up perfectly. You can do all three. Right. <clears throat> no one was like, well, I got to pick which one. And uh, also, I'll, one – you know, two of the three don't cost any money. Yeah. And like, no one's, what is this, 1999, like, well, should I order this pay-per-view or this pay-per-view? Like, that's, that, that's not an issue anymore. It's such a, I don't know. Yeah. Also, if, if you're that, already... And it's funny in those comments that he made, like, that Tony Khan made about, like, I have more fucking money and this isn't a fucking joke and this is my life, whatever. It's like, that this, this isn't your problem. WWE is not your problem. You need to get your your house in order. You know, like don't worry about them because they're not worrying about you right now. They are not. WWE is just through the roof right now, man. And I would imagine. I I don't think they want AEW to do bad, but I would imagine the higher ups in WWE are seeing what's going on AEW right now and going, okay, like there we go. Like it was going to happen. They had to have some turmoil eventually. Now how are they going to handle it? Yeah. And it's just this fucking Phil Brooks guy. You can never trust a Blackhawks fan. Let it be known now. You just can't. They're just bad people. You know, it's funny that he um, he was going off on that guy. And I mean, this part was probably a joke, but yeah, Punk's such a prick that you yeah. just don't know when he's joking. So like, the one reporter had a, like a Penguins hat, which I mean, fuck the Penguins, but like, yeah. I'm like, just dude, is it just? a professional is it that hard it's um you're coming off as like super tough dude dude and like he at one point like oh sorry i'm being scary and i'm like okay they just don't want you to like spit on them no one's no one's afraid of you like no one's afraid of cm punk he did keep mentioning that like oh sorry if i'm if i'm being scary and it's like but you're not being scary you're just making this an awkward time like no one's yeah, scared, just, no one's intimidated by you screaming on a microphone. We've all been yelled at before. No one gives a rat's ass about that. You're just making this awkward and unpleasant. And it's like I'm, we're not scared to act. The one reporter did just, you know, reel into it. He's like, oh, he's like, well, I've asked presidential candidates questions, and I've done this, and I've never been more nervous to ask a question. And I was like, you've never. That's sad. You've never been more nervous to ask a question right now than to this little fuck who's upset, sitting on that stage, I'm like buddy. I'm like, come on, man. That's it, but yeah, yeah no, no, like you said, no one's scared of CM Punk. They're just they're like, I'm going to ask this simple question, and you're just going to tell me how Colt Cabana has a joint bank account with his mom for no reason. Yeah, and it, that's really you know really uncomfortable. And I mean, the thing that uh, the thing that really I think was what we need to take away from all of this is like we get wrapped up in all of this and like it over he overshadowed his own title win. he yeah. overshadowed tony storm winning uh, M- mjf came back yeah and look what you know it's funny that we're talking so much about AEW when like we haven't been the biggest fans of them like uh, lately and you know i'm i mean I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna toot my own horn um and say that you know, even before the whole Triple H taking over and everything that happened with Vince McMahon, you know, I was openly talking about, like, I just prefer WWE. Just yes. even before everything that happened and how, you know, WWE's on a 
huge momentum right now. Even before all that, I was like, you know what? I still prefer WWE. But I love wrestling and I want everything. I want I want AEW to be good. And and um it when I when I everything happened with MJF and him returning at the end of the pay-per-view and or, you know winning the the um their ladder match and becoming the number one contender. I'm like, that's really cool and really creative the way they did it. Every single person should have been talking about that. Every single person. Let's just imagine that they do this media scrum, right? right? And CM Punk thinks, I'm going to be a professional. And you know, these media scrum, we can talk about that in a second. Should they have, should they not, whatever. We'll put a pen in that. Let's just say CM Punk thinks, you know what? just keep this going and what if he works i'm kind of i'm over the like work shoes at work during the shoe like just tell us pro wrestling story but let's just say he kind of blurs the lines but he wants to really drive home this you know like mjf thing he like he can still call him a prick he can still say like i thought i put you away whatever i mean you know i'm, I'm not a wrestler i'm not going to put a pro right now you can come up these people are creative you can come up with something and, and stir the pot a little bit, and then everyone is still talking about the end of um, the all-out pay-per-view, but they're also talking about Punk's comments, but Punk's comments are fueling what happened at the end of the pay-per-view, so people are still talking about the storyline. The, the only... Instead, nobody's talking about it. No. You know, I mean, people are talking about it, but it's after, you know, it, it's after 25 minutes of talking about what Punk said. It's like, oh yeah, and then at the pay-per-view, you know, it's like two separate conversations. The only thing that we don't know is when the scrum started, when the stream started, and if you go watch the YouTube video of it now, he picked up mid-sentence. And we talked about this before. We don't know oh, what... Actually, Larry, it's funny. I actually found a YouTube. Did one of the it? reporters there actually it shows the beginning of it. Good. So what what happened? So I... I you put me on Fox, I need to forget. But he, he basically just sits down and he starts talking to a reporter and I can't remember if the reporter asked him something but he brings up something to the reporter and asks him if he's ever done something and the reporter's like yeah and he's like well who'd you do it with and he said uh whatever Pokemon his real name is right and um and then he just it, it seemed like for whatever reason Punk sat down saw the guy apparently knew the guy or knew there was a connection and then just used that as like a springboard into what he clearly wanted to talk about because for whatever reason he was in this really successful main event and this really cool angle with MJF and that's what he was thinking about when he came to the curtains I mean like you would think he'd be like oh yeah we did a great job and like great work everybody but so what do what do you think the best case scenario for AEW is coming out of this if you were if you were on the spot, you were in that meeting that they allegedly had today between Tony Khan and CM Punk. You, what's the best case scenario coming out of AEW for this? Best case scenario that they can announce on Dynamite for what they've done. Okay, I think that like I just said, the, the conversation people are talking about this this weekend when it comes to AEW in two different categories. Um, they're literally talking about the, the press, you know, the, the press junket thing. And they're talking about the pay-per-view. They're two separate things. So that's how I'll tackle this. I think in real life, I think that you, well, 
I mean, I think you have, and the suspensions have to happen. And I don't know who's at fault. Obviously, we wouldn't know. So I don't know if that means, I think CM Punk for sure needs some kind of punishment, whatever that may be. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I read reports, and you just, you just don't really know. I read reports today that it was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks who went to Punk's dressing room to confront him, which I, I now just, every- I now just keep imagining that the, the Young Bucks break down his door and just are yelling super kick party as they're kicking down the door. Oh yeah, they like to super kick the door to break it down. That would be funny. Um, so I think that in the best case scenario is Tony Khan has to take control of the situation. He has to be the one who says, look, I'm, look at me, I'm the captain now. I'm the man in charge, the buck stops with me, and I'm the one who ultimately calls the show. I'm, he wants to be the Vince McMahon, then be the Vince McMahon. This shit would never fly. And I know people are talking about, like, stuff with Sean, but, like, they never, I mean, that was just, also, I mean, then, it, what, it what didn't get it didn't get that big, but also that was someone leaving the company and they had to do something about it. Yeah, so I I think that yes, I mean there has to be at the end of the meeting, at the end of the day today, people have to know in this company that there are consequences to acting unprofessional. Right. And whether that be punk or other people involved. Okay, so that's what I think that there has to be the, the talent knows, has to know at the end of this calendar day, after the after these meetings, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. It, it has to be crystal clear. That's yeah. real. Yeah. K Yeah. I mean, dude, it's wrestling. Sam Roberts once said, like, wrestling is super tacky. Like, lean into it. There should be a storyline here, right? They have a potential right. to do something awesome with this. The only problem is. Punk, it looks like already has this really cool story that he's gonna have with MJF. Yeah. So I don't know how you transition. Like I was listening to Sam Roberts' podcast today, and he was talking about how well he's gonna Punk's gonna come on a Wednesday and talk about MJF, and people are gonna be like, "Well, I mean that's that's the wrestling thing. What what happened in real life? I want to know what you know. Talk about the fight. It's yeah. hard to transition to that. So I don't know how you would do it, but. I think you have to do a storyline out of it, right? I think you would have to, because if not, it will just overshadow anything else that he's doing for the exactly. for the foreseeable future, and no one no one would care. And then even if that story that they're telling is great, I don't think it would get positive reviews or positive feedback because everyone's like, "Yeah, well, you guys are shying away from what actually happened." And I think right now he is in a very negative light for the public. I think the general consensus is that this is his fault. It seems to be a recurring pattern now with him. So I think if something didn't happen to him or he didn't address it publicly, no matter what he did, I think he would just get shit on because people, I think right now the public perception on him is is down. Let me, let me, let, let's look at it this way. Let's say that, there, that he doesn't get suspended. Whatever, like, let's just forget about that. What if they're like, okay, this is wrestling, and it, all parties agree, hey, we don't like each other, so let's go make some money. Right. What if they just, this might sound like people, people are pissed. Like, I don't see anyone like on Discord being like, yeah, you know what? Punk was right. Everyone's like, fuck that guy. Absolutely. Look, so, so this might be like, no, 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 people wouldn't think this. But again, it's wrestling. 
what would this not be solved, but what if Punk just turned heel? And he's still not obviously he's not saying what he said to the you know at the press thing. But what if he just comes out and he cuts, you know, a sanitized pro wrestling promo version of what he said and kept it more focused, which is what this company can't seem to do, but let's just say he does. Um, and he's saying this stuff, but he's saying it as a bad guy. What do you think? People are going to be like, fuck this guy. I, we, you're going to want someone to beat him, right? Yeah, I would say so, but I don't know. It work, right? I mean, they're talented enough with enough experience. I think you can make this I think you can make it work. work. My my only concern would just be like the first promo or two, I think would get shit on if you didn't address anything. But yeah. if you came out and half addressed it and half didn't, like you said, in the sanitized pro wrestling type of like shoot interview or whatever you want to say, or shoot promo, I think I think it would work great. Yeah. I think it would. What, what, what if now and I once you start doing this, it starts to get a little slippery slope. But let's just say Tony Khan comes out to start dynamite right right and he's like obviously everyone knows what happened and i want to um i want to address this live to the fans i don't want to lie i want to be up front with you and i want cm punk to come out cm punk comes out whatever it looks like you know he has a lot to apologize for and and then cm punk's just like hits him with a good screw you I, this is this is my company now and i'm going to say what i want and do what i want and there's not a damn thing you can do about it and he just turns heel in the ring I mean, backstage and, you know, maybe they iron something out, but like for story, we're just going to keep this storyline and it's like, oh my God. Maybe he... Everyone was right about, about everyone was right about CM Punk, like they, they just make it into a character. Maybe he hits him with a go to sleep or something and then the a <laughs> lot of... Tony uh, Khan selling? A lot of the locker room runs out. No, I can't. <laughs> a lot of the locker room runs out and he runs through the crowd and then it's just instead of the the summer of punk, we get like the fall and winter of punk, where he's just a heel. Everyone hates him, and he just every turn just is winning somehow. But that is if all the parties can be like, dude, fuck it, we hate each other. But like you said, let's go, let's go make some, let's go make some money, let's go yeah. do this thing. And then at the contracts come up, and he's and he's gone, and yeah. If you are Tony Khan, yeah, though, right. There's, there's. If you are Tony Khan, though, right, in far as settling this and getting a hold on your locker room again, there are people there, man. There are Jim Ross was the, you know, like, and head of talent relations. There's Tony Schiavone who was in WCW when it was off the rails. He's been there. There's guys like Mark Henry. There's old guys there that have done this before. That you don't have to ask them what to do. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. You could pick their brain some. And say, hey, like, what's going on? You know, and you, you knew this was happening. That's what I don't get. Is this didn't just happen tonight? He's just let it go off the rails. And again, like we bring up the whole like people say, well, the WWE did it too. No, because they had guys that would handle that. They had guys like the Undertaker in the locker room that were actual locker room leaders that could say, no, this shit's done. You know, management, get out. We're in here in this locker room. It, it leave. When we all leave, this is done. This won't happen anymore. It's dead. They don't have someone like that, I don't think, in AEW to do that. So I, Tony Khan has to be that guy then. And I, I Tony, gen- we need you. Please come back. <laughs> and I genuinely don't think he wants to be that guy, man. Who, Tony? Yeah, I don't think he wants. I don't think Tony wants to be that guy. I think he just wants to. I think he's a fan. I think he just wants to hang out and have fun. And now it's real fucking serious. 
I think Tony seems like someone who has his heart in the right place. Yes, I think he, he I think he genuinely loves it. He he loves it. And I think that has come across to fans who also love it. I think um I'm a, I'm personally appreciative of him getting, you know, being able to make thrive in this industry and give the men and women not just the talent but like you know everyone working backstage and everything um give them a, a make a you know a chance to make a living and absolutely I, I'm, I definitely support that but i look he didn't stumble into this that's what we have to remember with tony Khan. he didn't stumble into this he's the one you remember when AEW first started people were like well how's this gonna work who's in charge and like who's booking this? And it was kind of like everyone was kind of booking. Cody had his, you know, thoughts and the Bucks and Kenny and all this stuff. And now no one that's not a question. Everyone just knows it's Tony. Like he didn't stump one today. He he took, you know, I mean this might sound dramatic, but he's he kind of took the reins. He took the power from the EVPs. And it, it was he was the one who took control of this. So yes. You know, it's not like, well, I didn't really mean for this to happen. It's like, no, you, you're the one who put yourself in this situation. Um, and now this is just one of your, you're the one who has to do all these jobs, you know? Larry, let me ask you this too. Yes. We have to keep in mind too. Tony, what, owns the Jaguars? Is that how that works? I believe he's a, I believe he's an owner or a part owner. Yeah. And and the um, Premier League team he owns, but um, is it Premier League? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Can you imagine if you were a fan? Like he's a like G like he he's the guy who's making things happen for like his soccer team. Can you imagine being a fan of that and being like, okay, but like. Can you focus on on the soccer team? Like it would like they're too piss you off. They're too professional for that, man. These other places are just too and I get it, it's wrestling. It is, you know, silly or whatever. And you know, there's gonna be a lot of stuff that happens in the back, but you also have to treat it somewhat like a business. Like that that can't happen. This stuff just can't boil over and get to this point where now going into dynamite tomorrow. We're not wanting to see any storylines. We're wanting to see, well, what the fuck happens with this this backstage stuff that's going on? I, when we were talking about, uh, we put a feather in it, so we'll come back to it, or a pin in it, um, the media scrums. I used to love that they did media scrums after events. I thought it was so cool. I thought this is awesome. WWE even uh, started doing it on some of them. They just did one at uh, Clash of the Castle, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman talked afterward. I think it's, it, I think it's great. I didn't I think, think it's that seems awesome yet. Uh, Romans was more uh, in character. Yeah, he that's was, what I heard. Yeah, which, which that was, which is that, fine, right? Like, well, that's what I was gonna. My question I was gonna pose to you: Do you think they should still have them at all, or do you think it's if we have them, you are eighty-five percent in character now, and you can even put the word out to the media of, hey, these guys are not. We're not now shooting off the cuff no more at these things. Like we are, they are in character. This is storyline questions. It's not anything other than that. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know if you. Is this your business? Like, if you're if you're a journalist, right. why would you? I, I I mean, I wouldn't waste my time 
calling in or going to these if it's like I can't ask the real questions. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I would want to be a part of it. Like if I was reporting on it, I wouldn't want to like feed into like I'm just like a character in the story. Like so you had a hard fought match and you came up short. You know, like you just feel like oh I'm just acting too. But isn't that kind of what it is in a sense now? Like with some of the questions, I mean, I, I always just, I, I always just kind of, like, of course, people win championships or earn a, you know, like, like have a win in a wrestling match. Of course, like if someone wins the world title, like, yeah, you congratulate them because you know that throughout their whole career they built up to this moment or whatever. But sometimes it's, it, it is, still kind of weird to hear people say like oh congratulations on your win tonight and it was like oh yes congratulations on tony saying you're gonna win tonight you know what i mean like it just comes off as like kind of weird and hollow but i don't know like do they do this i don't know what the rules are like do you i kind of get uncomfortable when i hear reporters straight up ask like so why did you decide this person was gonna win like does that make you uncomfortable uh yes it it does now I, I get it because you're a reporter and you're there but again I think I think if you gave reporters some leeway and again this is just being real loose with it because you know I'm I don't have a, a great solution but if you gave them some leeway like hey like these type of avenue questions are what you can ask as far as real life goes and then most of this is storyline like this this is all storyline they're going to be in character. But like, you know, you can ask about, you know, in, you can ask about injuries. Those will be real. You know, you can ask about, you know, contract situations. And if they want to answer it, they can. You can ask about how they're feeling in the company. You can ask about, you know, how they felt about their match, if they had a good match or things like that. But like, that's it. Or, hey, what's next? You won the title or you yeah. lost the title. You know, if, if, if I'm asking a question, it's clear if you're a wrestler and you lost a title match tonight, I can say, hey, Okay, so you uh, you had a good match, lost the title. What's next for you? Um, That's keeping it in kayfabe, but also keeping it real. Like, you know what you're doing next, and then you can say, in character or not, well, you know what? That's not going to define me, and I'm I'm going to go after. I I want to be this champion, or I want a rematch. I don't right. think that I think I deserve a rematch. Like, that's skirting the line, and that's pretty. You know, I guess does that get news? Does that make news? No, but or maybe maybe not. I don't know, but. Um, you know, like one of the reporters was adamant about asking about the tag team match from a, from um, All Out, and he was just straight up like, "Do you wish you? Do you think you should have called an audible and changed the finish?" And it just felt like like it was like taboo, like you can't ask that. But I'm like, well, what can you ask him? Because Chris Jericho came in 20 minutes later and was just straight up talking about like, "Oh yeah, so we got this like talking about his." Title match, yeah, his title match against John Moxley from a few weeks before, and how it was John Moxley's idea to bring back the Lionheart and the text he got. Like, he's straight up talking about kayfabe there, right? Just killing it. I mean, yeah. which I mean, so like, what's allowed? What am I allowed to ask? I would the way they do it, you can ask anything, which again, like, I can't sit up here and say, Well, you can't ask that stuff because I'm not a wrestler, I'm not in the business, so you know, whatever they want to do is fine. Uh, very on topic but very off topic at the same time uh, i'm refreshing my twitter all the time to see if there's any breaking news uh, there, is, this uh, there is not breaking news but i have uh, the hottest possible aw matches right now in the top five 
from five to one, it is Punk versus Brian Alvarez. Punk, <laughs> Punk versus Omega. Punk versus the Bucks in what I'm assuming is a handicap match. Punk versus Page Two. And Punk versus Scott Colton, his mom in a shark cage above the ring. Oh, man. I would, at this point, he buried his mom. Maybe, maybe his mom wants to fight him. I saw, well, I think he would be, I saw someone tweet something about uh, Punk was calling him broke because he did that. I think he was, I don't know if he was calling him broke or if he was trying to say he was hiding money because his bank account was with his mother. So he was like, well, if you sue me, you sue my mother. Because this is yeah, all the money we he, have. He, he did say after that, well, we all know what kind of person he is. And I mean, I'm going to, even after all this, I'm going to give Punk the benefit of the doubt. It was like, well, he was a poor person. So I don't think that. I think, yeah. he, I think he was more alluding to like, well, they share a bank account because he was trying to get out of. I mean, I, yeah. yeah it, it, was, it was weird all around. That's what I think. Um, but again, this, like we're talking about it and it's great to talk about and it's a good topic. But what sucks about it is. We haven't hit anything just in AEW now or in Raw or anything or in WWE because it's yeah. just this guy is just – and we, we gave you credit earlier for saying you were always you know kind of like you prefer WWE, and right now that does look better. Uh, I would like to get uh, my flowers now and saying when it was rumored he was coming back, I said, I do not care if he comes back. I don't fucking like him. I said, I think he's yeah. just I, – I, I just think he's a prick. I think he's just a bad dude. And I, I don't care to ever see him again. And uh, this yeah. is why, because I think everywhere he, he can't always be the victim, man. He can't. And he's had beef with 80 motherfuckers. And it just can't always be him. It just can't it yeah. be him. No, but, I mean, it's true. I mean, I was, I, I, I mean, not that I was like a diehard CM Punk fan, but I was just like, this is cool as hell. And let's just see. And yeah, people, you know, from the get go, was just like, he's a bad dude. Yeah. You know, and I, and I was just like, well, you know, people can change. People can grow and mature. I mean, seven years is a long time. Yes. I've been married to your sister for seven long, long years. And God bless long you. Time, you know? That is, it's a long time for you. God bless you. We'll see if she listens to the podcast. So, uh, so, so let's, well, I'm sorry, go on. I, I think we had the same idea. Let's uh, change subject now. I want to talk about. Yeah, I'm saying we, uh, we, we haven't talked about anything else. So let's. Yeah. You know. Uh, Clash at the Castle, I thought was uh, fantastic. Just because. Banger after banger. It was a banger after banger. Uh, everyone loved uh, Seamus versus uh, <clears throat> Gunther, as I did too. I thought it was great. I loved uh, Rollins versus Riddle. I thought it was just a great story. I thought he beat him, how he should beat him. I think it was Seth Rollins' first. Uh, pay-per-view singles win in like 15 months is what I was reading or something along those oh, lines. Really? It's been a substantially long time since he had won a uh, like a singles pay-per-view match like that. They In that match, I texted you because I was a little bit behind on watching it. Um, yeah. I had to work that day and then there was a Columbus Crew match and then a Buckeyes football game and then I finally got to watch it. And um, I remember I texted you and was just like, absolutely, just fantastic. Um, so I, so I, I write for AIPPcomics.com and I um, contribute quite a bit to the wrestling portion of um, that website. And we did predictions. And um, I wrote in there that I thought Seth Rollins would win. And I 
said that I thought that Matt Riddle has a lot coming, a lot going for him. He has his first name back, and he has a new edge to his character, and he has a uh, potential Randy Orton return, wherever, however they want to go with that. That, and that they needed Seth to win to start booking him like the top guy that he is. I think it's something like what I said, and they did exactly that. He, Seth Rollins is doing really good work and he I listen, I think he should have lost all three matches to Cody. Oh Cody Mark. And I just think storyline wise that's where it went. Yes. He had to win. He has to be he had to book him like the top guy, you know? He did it was he cut such a but he won that match. They cut such a great promo too. Their backstage promo on Raw. It was a little homage to a John Jones versus Daniel Cormier when the, uh, you know, the camera stopped rolling, but they didn't, you know, they stopped being live on ESPN and John Jones in with the, hey, you still there? And they started going and it was just raw and intense. And they did the same thing which Seth Rollins said in his uh, interview with Ariel Hawani, that's on YouTube, that uh, someone uh, texted him that that clip and was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? And he's a, a big Daniel Cormier fan, but he said he just never seen it. And he saw it. He's like, oh, we're using this now. Yeah. He said, that's fantastic. But it was so good. He had such a, a good line about, you know, your wife and kids left you. And they kept it, you know, professional still. They had a great match. And I just, I loved it. And I'm excited. Again, now I'm excited to see what Seth's going to do. Which, what do yeah. you think, what do you think would be next for Seth? Do you think the riddle continues or do you think he moves yeah, on he somewhere else? on Raw last night that I, if I, there's a lot of wrestling this weekend. So yes. There's a lot, a lot of sports I've watched just many, many hours of entertainment. Um, I think that they said on Raw, I'm sorry, I should probably know this more if we're talking about it. I think Matt Riddle wanted to rematch and Seth kind of laughed it off. You know, my first instinct was like, yeah, I'm doing, do a rematch. I, I mean, there's still more there. There's still more like meat on the bone. But I, I wouldn't automatically go to one. Because no. I think that while it made sense for Cody and Seth to have three matches and for Cody to win all three, as much as I think Seth needed to beat Matt Riddle, I don't think he needs to beat him again and again. And I definitely don't want... I mean, I guess you could do, like, the, what they did with Seth Rollins and Edge, which people need to talk about that program. I think that was fantastic. I think so. Um, they That was a, an example of a really good, like, I wouldn't even say 50 50. They have like an, an old fashioned, like, which is what Edison's like to do since the return, like a, like a boxing trilogy. And when you have like Edge, Seth, and then I think Edge won the feud yeah. within, which then he went away and Seth was the number one contender for the title match for wrestling feud. But I I guess you could do that where Rollins or where, where Matt Riddle comes back and and have a match and he wins and then Seth wins in the end. But Seth is in a really good spot. I don't know if you could transition him right to Roman, but I think you just gotta keep him hot. I mean, when you, like, how do you think that they should do that? Immediately, you'd want to say go into a program with Roman, but Roman has to keep him till Mania, I would believe, because I believe the, yeah. the plan would be Cody comes back wins the rumble or you get the rock and he you know wins one or loses one or he keeps them so 
if Seth could maybe. Can you go- imagine if he went to WrestleMania and just won, beat, beat Rock, beat Cody, or like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> That'd be nuts. I don't, I'd be, I'd, initial reactions, they would, they'd get me because I'd pop and be like, that sucks. Like, what the, f-, you know, what's going yeah. on? And then after when we'd sit down and think and talk, I'd be like, that's absolutely insane. I don't know what's going to happen now. I can't. I know we're like seven months ahead, but I feel like yeah. if that happened, you'd have to just vacate the titles and be like, no one's gonna, like how they did when Oscar did that to the NXT Women's Championship. It was like, right. well, no one's gonna beat me. I'm just gonna give them up. Like, um, I mean, what, what I would like to see, and I don't know how you would get to it, and he's doing so good, so I don't want to see it, but I uh, wouldn't mind seeing a, uh, he's in a program now, Bobby Lashley is, but I wouldn't mind seeing Seth and Bobby in a, a program. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really want the title to come off of, uh, of Bobby. And Seth's one of those guys where he doesn't have to have a title, but he could yeah. definitely, since they're trying to elevate their uh, intermediate championships and they're doing a great job at it. Man, invented Raw last night. Mm-hmm. Is I think that would be, you know, a great guy to put in there to elevate him even more. Yeah, it's true. Um, I agree. I, I really want Bobby to keep on this momentum. Yeah, um, in his role. I used to yes, hate Bobby Lashley for no reason. I don't know why I used to not like him. Yeah, I, I'm right now. I mean, I always say I was wrestling. You know, I have people I like who I'm not crazy about. But, like, you know, Braun Strowman was right last night. Yeah. I'm not some big Braun mark, but I'm like, I'm willing to give anything a chance. Even things that I don't normally like. That's why, you know, I mean, in hindsight, yes, it was horrible, but I was trying to keep it as positive attitude about gender being WWE champion, you know, yeah. I, just, I thought, okay, I know it's not maybe working, but let's just, let's just, you know, I'm not like, when people, when something that happens and you're not expecting it, you know, like, uh, Raquel, uh, um, okay, it's Raquel Gonzalez, no, it's Raquel, what is it now? Is it not Raquel, that's what I always say, Raquel Gonzalez. Well, it's, they changed it. From NXT to the main roster, that's whatever. Anyway, I'm just about Raquel. Sorry. Right. I, my mind's blanking. Like, when her and Aaliyah won the tag titles, I was like, oh, first misstep from Hunter. And I'm like, you've got to build new people. Like, it's fine. Like, just keep an open mind, you know? I'm, wait a little bit, and then you can see where it, where it goes. But, you, um, you were so unbearable when Jinder was the champion. Because I, I just, I tried to hinder him at every turn I got. I hated it. I hated every part of it. Well, I I was, I gave it a little bit. At first I thought, okay, like we'll see. And then he won again. And I just thought, no, I'm done now. This sucks. I'm over it. I don't, I don't, I don't want any of this. Uh, The Braun return. I, again, I'm not a huge Braun guy. He doesn't do an obnoxious amount for me, but I do like him. Uh, I could have done without him coming back and squashing four tag teams, especially a few yeah, of them. Are, uh, yeah, I was like, Ugh. But uh, I'm willing to just look past that. He is, uh, they announced his home is on SmackDown. Uh, he's going to uh, be on SmackDown. And he's going to be on. Still doesn't mean, even with Thunder and Charger, doesn't mean shit. No, but uh, I am, some, but I'm, I'm willing to look, uh, I'm willing to look past that. I'm willing to look past him, squashing them. It's just a little misstep. It happens. And uh, hopefully he can do something great. I, I'm trying to think of what his next program would be for Braun. Who would be on SmackDown? Who would be a good person? I mean, I guess you could put him against Roman, and that can be a little size. I mean, I don't mean anyone to buy it, but 
people would be that you know excited enough. I mean, put him against Gunther, but something about certain people going after the IT title still. I'm just like a mark about it. Like when he won, like when he was Intercontinental Champion, yeah, a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, that's not what that's for. I felt like a nerd. I was just like, that's not what that belt's for. But I mean, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I guess you could do something easy if you want to really just you don't really care about Baron Corbin just. You could uh you, you could do that, even do a storyline maybe where every time Baron Corbin gets out of a car or anywhere, Braun just shoulder checks him and just runs him over. Yeah. For for a few weeks, just do something almost funny. I feel like Baron Corbin's really good at uh I feel like he's very underrated at his uh comedic timing and comedic wrestling. Not that uh, he is just a comedy act, but uh, I feel like he's had a lot of funny moments with people, I feel like. I think uh, I think it's time for us to see the Lone Wolf Pack. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, do you want his him to? Music. Do you want him to grow his hair back or no? Or do you think he, he can? He can try. Oh. I, I I I had one of I had his shirt. Um, I don't remember where I bought it. it was like a WWE shirt. When he like, was a Lone Wolf, he was really good. I people hated him, but I was just like, nah, I mean, I I, I got it after a while. He got kind of annoying, obviously, when he was like this authority figure that was fucking silly. But um, I remember. Um, if uh, I can you uh, can you repeat what you said? You cut out for a second. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. You just cut out just okay. for a second there. Um, I remember watching like a like a takeover or something. I can't remember with. And to the listeners, when I mentioned Brittany, that's my wife, that's um, Larry's sister, that's brothers-in-law of Destruction. Um, and she was, like, talking about how his music, his, like, old music, um, was legitimately, like, scary. And, like, um, the whole end of days thing, like, kind of scary. And I thought it worked, but it was effective. I liked it. Um, what I want to bring up uh, now, if we can, is uh, what was my favorite part of uh, Raw, really, which was the uh, Dominic uh, Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, Edge, and uh, the Judgment Day uh, thing. I was not uh, very big on the Judgment Day. I thought they just kept uh, losing, and then they still lost again at Clash of the Castle, and I thought they yeah. just keep losing, you know? Like, I know it's, I like, I, you can only lose so many times, and I think, well, this is what your, your faction is. You beat people up, but then you go, and you're the one that, like, the good guy just gets over on. I don't care anymore. And then Dom turned, which was thought to be the only, uh, which was rumored to be the only real thing they could do in this, which is, you know, they, they either have to win clean or they have to have Dom turn for people to still be invested. And uh, Dom turned, and I am so excited to see how it's going. Edge, uh, I love Edge opening up on Raw. And I was really happy with the, the promo where Ray came out and said, you know, please, like, ask for forgiveness for my son. You know, please let me talk to him. And I, because I thought, you know, because I had to watch it uh, today, Raw. So I thought, I was like, well, you know, here here we go. Edge is going to say, hey, like, you talk to him then. Like, you figured out we're family. And Edge said he's old enough to drink. He's old enough to drive. He's old enough to make his own decisions. So he's old enough to pay for his own decisions. Dom, get out here. I'm going to kick your ass. And I thought, there there we go. Like, I, I loved that. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, I love that it wasn't for It was like, look, man, you want to be in this business? 
you're going to pay the consequences if you do something like that. Yep. Um, Absolutely yeah. loved it. What did you think about um, the fact that he helped them win and then, then start kind of weird? Um, I thought it was weird at first. I thought it was, uh, I thought, wow, he's really, you know, driving home. You know, we're all, we're, we're all together. You know, this is us and then turning. But you would think, just thinking logically, that he would just turn in the match. Or maybe that he would, you know, act like it was a mess up in the match or something and then turn afterwards. But uh, it, it, it was a little odd to help them win and then, and then turn. But it, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I, thought, I wasn't that upset about it. You know, it's funny. I kind of was like an eighth day, but I want to know what the conversation between the judgment day and, and Dominic was. And like, he could have helped us win if you were just going to do that. Like, we didn't have, didn't to, have lose. to lose. Literally, cause us to lose. Like you, you cheated and now we lost. Like you didn't have to do that if you just so, wanted to join us anyway. Here's a question I'd like to pose for you: Is Dominic going to the Judgment Day because he wants to be his own man and he wants, you know, revenge on Edge, or is he going because of his infatuation with Miss Rhea? That's what makes this storyline so interesting because it's multi-layered. I think they've done a pretty good job of um, kind of threading yeah. the two um, the two angles to this, and uh, I, I like that they're just leaning into it too. Like Bree's cutting promos and basically just like, yeah, I, I brought them over. Like she's going to introduce them as the as the newest member. She did say the uh, I made him a man, and the crowd got a got a pretty good pop for that. And I said, oh, that's that's. That's a low yeah. blow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, there's, it, but what's, what's really cool about it, though, I really think it's in the teeth. And this is, okay, this is the example. It's the subtlety of what makes someone like Triple H um, the right name for this. Right. Um, Wade Keller had mentioned, and, and again, to the listeners, I'm going to mention like everyone has like their own favorite wrestling journals or whatever. Like I, I'm just a big Wade Wade Keller guy. Um, he had mentioned how yeah some of these things that are happening storyline wise, the, the new things, the fresh things from WWE. Yeah, they could be Triple H or it could just be writers who always knew that their stories would get denied by Vince and never spoke up, and now it's probably a more welcome atmosphere. And now that. This isn't necessarily like the brain of trip. Like not everything that happens is going to be his idea, but maybe he's just like I'm open to ideas, and this is, could very well be just two or three writers' ideas. And he's like, yeah, let's go for it, you know. So I think we need to keep that in mind. But um, the the point I was making though is this is clearly an example of like Triple H being in charge because for the longest time we just got Willie turn, Money turn, and then like with 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 Dominic and Ray, and then like I felt like Vince just forgot that he had like the legend in Ray Mysterio, yes. and then they would like pop up every once every month or six weeks, and then they would be like, oh yeah, Dominic might turn on his dad, and then they never did anything. Now that he's finally turned, there are like three different le- layers to this. There's this weird chemistry infatuation with. Um, Bria. There is his relationship with his dad. Is his dad too hard on him? Does he want to be his own man? Does he want to? How does he feel about his legacy with his dad? 
And the thing with Edge, Edge accidentally speared him. And then he got, after he gets speared by Edge, his, his dad picked Edge as his end partner. There, there's just three different layers going into this heel turn. Now it has teeth already. What? And you think if, if it was under Vince, it would have probably just been very like paper thin characterization and no real motivation. And now, now you see him turn and you're like, oh, wow, this, this has meat to it. You know what I mean? Oh, what I really liked about it too was Edge brought that up. It wasn't just, you know, something that was glazed over. He said, you know, was it because I accidentally speared you? And he even said, you know, I, my heart said, well, I should apologize to him. He said, but my gut said, you don't need to worry about Dominic. You know, he's, he's family. He, he gets it. He gets the business. He, he knows he knows what happens. Uh, speaking of having. Dominic just hasn't been accidentally speared by the wrong you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so speaking of the legend Rey Mysterio, I looked this up earlier because I was, uh, just intrigued. He should. All, my brain in. he should. I said, yeah, that'd be really funny. He says my full <laughs> name. He, uh, uh, he, I saw him do a, uh, a, a dive to the outside, right, on Raw, on mm-hmm. Damon Priest. And I thought, well, I thought that's just, and it clicked on me. I was like, that's, you know, kind of like a guy that's getting up there. Like he's been doing this for a long time and he's still moving so fast and he's just jumping and just, you know, and it, it, I don't want to, I don't look, when I watch it. I don't think, well, I'm watching, you know, an old wrestler i just think i'm watching wrestling you know it never clicks on me uh now when you watch the undertaker not to shit on the undertakers i love the undertaker it's my favorite of all time we have agreed like it is like yeah i'm watching whoa, 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 whoa. Right your favorite of all time. i said one of my favorites of all time i'm a i'm a hustle loyalty and respect till i die that that's me uh uh ray mysterio According to this, made his wrestling debut in 1989. The Undertaker, Mark Call- Mark Calloway, made it in 1987. Two years. Two years. That man, which I mean, now Ray is a much smaller man. We'll give him that. But hey, he's had a bunch of nice knees. He's both knees replaced, right? He's had both knees replaced, and he's taken a lot of big bumps and a lot of big dives. And, and you think everyone he everyone he wrestles is like twice the size absolutely. at least his whole career, especially in WWE, you know. Yes. So, uh, what was a you you obviously watched Raw? You finished Raw now. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts on uh, the end of the main event of Raw between the Miz and Bobby Lashley? Um, so I love still, I love, I love still cage wrestling. Right. Um, something about it just being kind of old school to me. Like, I love, when it's, even though, like, Battle Royals are never that entertaining, I'm like, oh, yes, Battle Royal, fuck yeah. Like, I just, like, freak out. I don't know why. So I'm always going to be up for, a, like, a secondary title main eventing um, for Rock SmackDown. It just makes too much sense. I love it. Um, the end, I, I, I do hate that WWE has the, like, you can escape. I know it's a, I know it's a failsafe for feels, but, like, I didn't like that Bobby Lashley was crawling. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. But I know you want to talk about the next one of the fans, too. Um, I, I don't, this isn't a criticism. I did kind of see that kind of coming. I assumed, like, he would one, be there. Once they said the steel cage, and then, uh, 
Champa, I feel like he foreshadowed it a little bit before uh, when they were backstage. And he said, you know, Pete, you know, you think he did this to keep uh, the person's name who won't be mentioned out, but that's not why he did it. And the second he said that I, it clicked, I was like, yep, that's, that would be why. Yeah. They're having yeah. this because then it's, he can't get to me and he's going to get to him. And uh, I, I don't like Dexter Loomis for his wrestling ability. It's not that he's just horrible or anything. I like him for this, for this, for what's happening right now, because I just love it. He's kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that he, um, this might be something small. I like that he did like a wrestling move. Yeah. Like it reminds the audience, oh, yeah, this guy is a wrestler. Like, and it's kind of the, the perfect, kind of like crazy, like, I don't know what the specific, like, call, I mean, it's like a sleeper hole, but I don't know exactly what that would be, like, and like MMA terms or whatever. But um, I, I'm on board with the story. I, I do feel like they need to clarify sooner than later that um, it wasn't anything like grotesquely, grotesquely, or um, sure. like sexual or no, like you know, you know, like you know what I mean. Um, There's so, nothing like so horrible was insinuated. Yeah, and that's why I, I've heard some people say, "Is it going to go into comedy?" Because like that's kind of where the Miz, like how serious can the storyline be? Um, so I'm on board, but I am looking for next Raw for like a development in the plot, you know, like the Miz has to open up at some point because that's like you won't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on board for it. Uh, you do have also uh, what he hit was a uh, like an arm triangle, but he was standing. So I've, I've never I've never seen anything like that before. And so then one, the and then once they sat once they sat down, it was just kind of there. Um, if I'm trying to picture it in my head, in theory, would you be using your opponent's arm to choke themselves out? Uh, no, not really. Okay. It's just kind of there. I'm yeah. thinking like I saw Miz's arms just flail, but I couldn't remember like where his arm was. So yeah. Um, not that it's important. But uh, I love it. Uh, I, w- I would like to talk about uh, Tomasa Champa for a minute, uh, which uh, what uh, what would you like to see him do with uh, coming from the Miz? Because obviously he can't just be the Mrs. Lackey forever, and you would imagine eventually those two have a program together, correct? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I think for right now, I think it's working. I yeah. think that I think that his for whatever reason, I, I mean, I, I think that his program, as short as it was, his program is even lost to. Bobby Lashley really elevated. And like in my mind, even though I was like, I'm a huge fan of him before all this, obviously from NXT and stuff. Yes. And used to have used to have one of his shirts. Um, I'm, I, I just like he's a bigger deal in my mind. You know that like he had that had that program with Bobby Lashley. I don't know if you eventually peel him off. Like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but Johnny Gargano. But I'm like, are these the only two people that are allowed to wrestle? Like, can they only wrestle each other? So yes, I don't know how to even do that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Does nothing exactly come to my mind? Because I think, okay, they break up, one of them wins, like then what? You know, I think you would think that way. Uh, I don't. I don't know what it would be because I would imagine they'll break up several months down the line. I am really excited for that program, and uh, like you, uh, Champ, I guess is a bigger deal to us and people who watched NXT than people who just watch Raw and SmackDown. You know, every week and maybe aren't too familiar with him. So I would like to think that him being with the Miz would give him a 
like a rub almost you know what i mean like uh, yeah. hey, this is I like a, this is a, a really good guy he's with the miz and then he would introduce him to people who watch weekly to front smackdown and then they could have the program and he could do great and then uh, i don't know what he would do after that we kind of have to see the landscape and the layout of you know what everyone's doing and who has the championships at that point and if the miz had one at that point you know maybe he's an ic champion again or united states champion by that point and then they turn so I guess we'd have to see there. Uh, but speaking of Johnny Gargano, uh, he has a match next week. I don't think they've announced who yet. I don't think so. Uh, he did have his little backstage uh, segment with uh, Austin Theory. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's going to be him or if it's going to be impromptu or how it's going to go. But uh, Johnny Gargano did say he has a match next week, and I am pumped for that. I absolutely love Johnny Gargano. I felt like I was his number one fan. I wrote about him. Um, a little bit in the IPP, um, just in re- not an article about him, but just in reference. Um, I, I, I there were times during the peak takeover years where I could rattle off his exact record. I just, I mean, me and you, Brittany were, you know, we were live for that new takeover New Orleans when he um, wrestled um, Champa and then. I don't know what the actual gimmick of it was. Non-sanctioned match, I think. Yes. I mean, the guy's just he's the best. I mean, he's just he's Johnny Wrestling. I love this guy. I think he's I I would I would be so on board for his takeover match. Like I would legitimately, you know, you watch wrestling long enough and you start looking for obviously you're looking really into this and this and this and that and Oh, I'm looking this way, but during his takeover matches, like I would, even when he turned heel, I mean, I was just like, I was, I would legitimately be upset if he lost, you know. And when he when he won, which it happened a ton during his takeover matches, right. but I was like, I was there with I love the guy, but he's okay. You know, he's fun. Right. Uh, what would you, uh, what would your ideal uh, first program with him be? And my I, I, in my mind, it's going to be Austin Theory. It's just the way my mind's yeah, working. I, I think so, too. I, um, I, I just want to say, too, I actually really like the way, like, he, he's, he, the way he debuted on Love, literally out of nowhere, which we're seeing that it's a little, um, something that Triple H likes to do because Braun Strowman, and they did that little tease with, like, the upside down or whatever. But right, and it did, it did break that he was going to be at Raw if you just, if you follow people, but they didn't announce it. It just was right, news right, that exactly. had been leaked. Um, I, and I actually thought he would, he was, he was going to like break up the U.S. or the U.S. title match and go up to Bobby. I thought that was going to be Brock's first thing. Yes. Um, but I, I like what he's done. Every row, I'm like, oh, they didn't forget about Johnny in the day. And I'm like, oh no, it's just you know, effort here and there. And I really like that they did that. First program, though, I would say probably Austin Theory. Which I don't um, have, I don't have a problem with, but I would really like to see Austin Theory pick up some wins. And, uh, I, and, no, and I, I, I don't think I think Donald's losing. I don't think that. You think, I mean, that I think immediately he's coming back and, and losing his first program, almost like how he couldn't win back and take over. I'd like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I mean, I don't think the stakes are as high, obviously. Right. I think that. Um, I think that he knows. I don't say he knows his role. Like he's just coming in to just put everyone over. But I think that it just. It's a different feel now with Hunter in charge to know like he had like he's not 
you're gonna lose thoughts on theory and be like, well, that's it for me, you know? Like, yeah. Like Austin Theory could get some nuclear, not nuclear heat, but could get some really big heel heat too for Johnny's first match back. Maybe if it's not even against Austin Theory, but if Austin Theory interferes, hits him with the briefcase, or does something and costs him his first match back. Yeah. I'm hoping that the first match next week that Johnny wins and can get this. Maybe they do it like Johnny gets three or four wins on, on Raw and Row. And, um, he just kind of Austin Theory gets like more and more mad, and then they end up having a match or something. Um, Johnny also just in my mind is like he's got to be on Survivor Series. He's got to be someone who lasts a long time and yeah, can really put in. He's got to be one of the, the lone survivor guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if he loses or whatever, it's just I, I see him being there a long time and really fans getting a really good look and being like, oh yeah, this guy can work with. You know, you think. You think Survivor Series and these matches, you're talking about different shape, shape, uh, shapes and sizes, and it would be a good way to show everyone, oh, look, Johnny can work with anybody and make them, make everyone look good, and he looks good in this baby line. So. I, I am excited for his matches, and then I think this is several, several years down the road, but I'm excited for guys like Tyler Bate to eventually come up onto the main roster now that Hunter's in charge and is doing the booking and all that stuff and all just there, there's so many possibilities now that i think like when these guys come up we don't think oh they're going to get misused or you know pushed down the car because of this or that like we know we know their star we know they're great and he knows it because he showed that he knows it before and they're going to get treated and properly up there we're going to get kind of a beat done at wrestlemania eventually i hope so and and i'm just i'm just going to say it now, I mean, I think you know. I know. I won't say. It. I was gonna. I was gonna. Well, I will say this. Um, never mind. I'm gonna keep it. I want to do a. I want to do maybe we maybe we can do a an episode where we break down our favorite matches and yeah, watch. Yeah, I'd love that. But um, it that Tyler Bate Pete Dunn match just has a special place in my heart, and uh, uh for so, many reasons. And, and a little tease. One of them includes eating tacos. Uh, so. One of, uh, I want to ask you this, uh, not to get off topic really, but out of the three real like originals of the UK title, which I would call Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, and Gunther, right? Would you agree with that? Those are the, the, the three big ones if you were going to name three that are now um, uh, approaching yeah. main roster status. Out of yeah. those three, which one do you think will win a world title first? Gunther. Gunther, yeah. Do you, do you think all three of them will? Nah, I, I mean, I don't know. I have so much confidence in, in Tyler Bate winning I have, one. I, I love them all. I love all three. Like, I mean, they're literally like probably one, two, three of my favorite wrestlers. Um, dude, I mean, I mean, I love that. I mean, I, I, something I had a little part of the time. And just because I don't know, I mean, he's not that he doesn't have a character or personality or, you know, from or whatever. He, I just, it's nothing's not going to happen. It's, I just can't, like, my mind didn't go to him when he's holding the title. Right. Um, although, I mean, Triple H literally booked him to win the title in, in the tournament, UK tournament. Um, I hope so. I certainly hope so. But I definitely think Gunther's on the fast track. 
I think Especially so. Especially after his performance against Sheamus, like um, that was such a good match. The Sheamus thing uh, worried me when I first saw it because we're so programmed as uh, when someone loses and they do the whole pan out shot and wrestling that oh this is this is it and they did that and then he got the big ovation got the crowd and I thought oh this is almost like he's like he's walking away for a little bit but um but I don't I, that's not the case though but it did when I when I immediately watched it, I think oh this is has all the recipes of you know his home crowd he's 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 done I think it was more like is he ever going to get this big of a babyface pop ever again? Let's just suck it all in. <laughs> oh, I, I even, agree. Sometimes I think even even wrestlers who like prefer to be heel, like every now and again, it's like, God, I just feel nice for people to just love like me. me. <laughs> uh, so we real quick before you yeah. ask, because you asked about the three. I mean, Pete, you know, Pete Dunn, obviously love Pete Dunn. Um, I, I have I have faith. With, with Triple H, with these wrestlers, obviously, um, Austin Theory's done his first name back in that middle. Any day now, any day now, we can get rid of Butch. Any day now, okay. it's grown. It's any grown time. on me. He did. There's the picture floating around where he was in the the Bruiserweight uh, attire. He wrestled in it. So I think I think it and could I, happen. I'm sure. Like, I'm confident that it will. And I'm sure like he's already probably already had a conversation with Pete Dunne. It's like. You can trust me. We'll get to it. There's yeah. a lot to get to, but we'll get. Um, no, no, no. So I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just. Uh, I have uh, any day now. Please let's this is let's just do it. Let's just get it over with. I have a very uh, easy, like easy, kind of like almost like not a very creative way of doing it, but easy, and it gets to the point. I think you get a, a big pop. Is uh, he is you know helping Seamus and helping you know his his mates that he's with. And uh, something happens in a match. They're all kind of blaming him. And he just loses his mind and just goes crazy, you know, beats them up, clears the ring of them, you know, kind of like takes his, his shirt off and his gear and gets like on the mic and just starts, you know, screaming and cutting a promo about like, you know, I think you guys forgot who I am, you know, and starts naming off his accolades and says, you know, I'm not, you know, you know, I'm Pete Dunn type of deal. Yeah. And I think, like, well, is it is it that creative? No, but I think it could get a big pop. Oh, he's back. Like, he's not back, but he's like, oh, okay. Like, he's he's him again. He's the bruiser weight again. Like, let's go. I think, I think they missed an opportunity. I don't know. Maybe they have. Maybe Triple H is like, oh, I have some kind of respect. But do you think they missed a pretty golden opportunity for him to do that and match the capital? Uh, yeah, because I think if that would be a perfect crowd to do it in front of. Because imagine, imagine the Bruiser weight song, you know, be massive. Kicking and being him coming out, and people would be like, "Oh my god!" Like they, and I feel like you can use that as like a Kickstarter. Like if they do that in some random city, USA, maybe these people know him. Maybe they kind of know him. If they do it in where he, where he's going to get a good reaction, yeah, people that are already programmed to be like, "Oh man, this is a." Oh, this is what, oh, that's right. I guess he was that Pete Dunne. I mean, you know, already, you know, we're already like got them in that mode where they know who he is and like how to react. So, because crowds are definitely like that. I mean, if you hear if you hear somebody cheer really loudly for somebody, you know that if you go to the next show, you're like, oh, well, this guy must be a good deal. Like, you gotta react to him. 
I always think of it when uh, you go to a sporting event. And if you're kind of new to the sporting event, like when I first started watching uh, hockey several, several years ago, and I would go and someone would like, they'd announce someone's name and they'd have like a chant for him or a nickname and everyone would say it. I'm like, oh, that, that's a big guy here. Like he's like, yeah. and then when he was on the ice, like, oh, I watch him a lot now. Like I need to see what, what he's doing. He's a big deal. So yeah, I think yeah. that's a, yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, a long segue, we're reaching back now, but we're asking which one we thought was be the world champion. Uh, what do you think would be next for uh, the current world champion Reigns? Does he just continue with uh, Drew McIntyre? I say now because if there ever, and I'm not even saying it should have happened, but if there's ever a time for Drew to win, like if they have a rematch in that case of you, there's, I don't think anyone's mind is winning. Why would you not have him yeah. win? Yeah. Where? Tyler, you uh, cut out just a hair, sir. You uh, cut out just a little bit, sir. No, uh, we can't uh, hear you at the moment. But um, so while we attempt to get uh, Tyler back, um, I do agree if there was a moment for for Drew to win. Uh, hey, he's back. Can you, can you hear me? Am I good? Uh, we, we can hear you. Yeah. I was saying that while we were attempting to get you back, I do agree with you that uh, if there was Sorry, a time, that's fine. <laughs> if there was a, a time to get give Drew the title, it would be it would have been then. So I feel like if they continue with it, it's almost, I don't want to call Drew McIntyre filler program because it's so good, but it would just be a filler, you know, to get to get over, you know, the next month or two of just, you know, hey, they're going to have good matches. It's going to be good stuff. But obviously everyone knows who's going to win. Um, Karrion Cross is the name that keeps getting thrown around. Um, I could see maybe Karrion Cross, Drew, and Roman in a triple threat match, mm-hmm. perhaps maybe. Maybe they do the triple threat if you want to get through the next, maybe, I don't want to say till December, but real close to it, you could do a triple threat. And then the next pay-per-view or two, it could be Roman versus Karrion Cross, and that would get you into Rumble and Mania season. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that the – and this might be a topic for um, another podcast or a longer discussion, but um, I just think the problem is – and, again, I'm not saying that they should have – I'm not, like – I'm not saying that they Drew should have won, but that would have been – feel like the last real chance until Brock and or Cody in my mind. I feel like if Drew, if Rome's in another title match, it just feels like it's just less and less and less and less of a chance that yeah. anyone wins. And I feel like it's maybe diminishing returns. I mean, I don't want him to not defend it until WrestleMania because that's seven months away. But, you know, a triple threat match, I guess, would make sense. But I just feel like no one's that was like the most realistic chance anyone's had to beat him. Oh yeah, in a and, long time. And also, I still don't think he should have lost there. I think it, I think the right decision was made to, for him to keep it. But I do, but I do agree that if he was going to lose it, then would have been like the only time we could have foreseen him actually losing it. But oh, I, I think he needs to have that historic reign going into Mania. I I love in wrestling when you're just convinced something's going to happen in a match, 
and that last claymore shot up off the couch. I was laying there on the couch watching, and I literally shot up out of the couch. I was like, oh my god, they are, he's gonna win the fight. I was convinced, I was like that. I love, and it, it's always been a certain time in the match, and something's played out. Like, you know, the first claymore, the first spear, I'm like, okay, I don't think this is right. gonna be the finish. I was convinced it was a finish. I was like, they're gonna do it. It was right in the middle of the ring. I agree with that. I I think, man, I I think I, I really like the end of the match with uh, uh, Austin Theory coming out and uh, getting a uh, hit by Tyson Fury. Um, I know not everybody liked it. I keep seeing on uh, Twitter that uh, you know people weren't a fan of him uh, getting hit, and I I don't know why people didn't like it. He was kind of like a squirmy heel. And I, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. his character. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. But I, I just, when uh, I saw I, the way I read it was like Tyson Fury was like, no, you're not interfering with these two warriors going to battle. We're going to see how it's been, and it's uh, not going to be with you. I loved it. I thought that was, just, I thought that was great. Also, Austin Theory, I think his first hiccup on uh, Raw and his promo was was real when he called it. Uh, uh, crown jewel and then said but yeah. it was this and then he played it off perfectly i thought when he kept going back to his jaw and then he kept messing mm-hmm. up and kept holding his jaw and i thought that's just great that's absolutely mm-hmm. awesome it is funny that he was just uh it was funny that he just uh he kept saying his jaw i'm like i don't know if i remember if, if he getting hit in the jaw would make him forget something but but yeah me too i thought he he played it off like a pro he wasn't he had a couple of hiccups in that, but it, it still felt like it yeah. was fine. Like he, he's he's pretty smooth with that. So some people are kind of um, iffy on Austin Theory, and I think he's I think he's just fine. I think he's he, here's my theory with this later. Okay, I think people don't like to admit when they get worked, or they don't realize when they're getting worked. Yeah, and I think sometimes when people don't like heels. I think they don't realize that they don't like the heels because the heels doing a good job, and people either say either when I if I would say that people would either be like, no, it's 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 the it's the certain type of heat, and I just like as I get as I like watch more and more wrestling, I don't know if people truly know what that means, and I also don't think or the other reaction is like people are like, oh yeah, like. I know what that is, or whatever. And like, no, I, I think, I think people don't like certain wrestlers because they're not supposed to like them, you know. Yeah, but then they find a different reason to like it, or they can't. Oh yeah, because admit... they don't want to. They don't want to admit that they're being. Yeah, they're, they're actually. They don't admit. I, I don't. I don't like this heel because he's a heel and he cheated to win and he's beaten my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, sometimes I think that with um, and I have to remember so if there's someone I don't like, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. If there's someone, oh, I don't want to, and I don't, and I'm like, wait, am I being woke right now? And then usually I'm like, I think I might be. Like, I think it's because they made this guy unlikable, and he's trying to be unlikable. So, you know, if I see Baron Corbin, like, I'm like, is it because like, oh, X Pac, he like, no, I think it's probably just because he's doing a good job, and I want to see him lose, you know. Right. And that's not always the case. Of course, there are certain wrestlers where you're just like, I don't want to see this guy. I don't like, I don't like watching him. But I think Austin Theory is that perfect squirmy guy where, like, some people just seem to really not like him. And I'm like, 
they're not supposed to like them. Like, and I think you're getting dark. And I think some people don't like to admit that. I, I agree with that. I mean, I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm excited to see him eventually cash in and see what all I can do. I loved his match with uh, Owens that he had on Raw. I thought that was uh, fantastic, especially for just the random Raw, just a random impromptu match at Raw that we didn't know we were getting. I thought, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Champa earlier, Boston Champa. I was thinking how, Megan, where, where could people see him in um, – I'm not saying this is a ceiling, but just kind of character. And they're, they're two different people. I'm not saying they're like, well, they're too similar. But the way he was in NXT kind of reminds me about Kevin Owens. Yeah. He was like this super, like, intense guy. He, he didn't, like, lose control like KO sometimes does, but he just was this, like, the intensity when, when you have Kevin Owens at his best. If people didn't watch NXT and were kind of curious about Tomasa Tampa or, like, it, that's probably the thing I thought of talking about earlier. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can relate him to Kevin Owens in a way. I'm just that, like, just real intense guy. Yeah. The yeah, promos I, he used to cut. And... I could see that. I would. Now, I'm so speaking of Owens, uh, does his uh, story with Theory continue, or do you think Owens goes off and does something else now? You know, it's tough to say. I, I, I think that it's over with Austin Theory because he had he got the clean away. I think I think Austin Theory goes on to probably Johnny Gargano or something. Or he doesn't really have to. You know, the thing with Austin Theory is he, as long as he kind of pops up here and there, got some he's, promo, he's he doesn't really need, he doesn't need to wrestle. And he definitely doesn't. I don't mind him losing like that, but he definitely doesn't need to like lose three programs in a row or something like WWE always does with somebody in the basement. Um. But what was sorry, what was your question? Uh, Owens, where do we think uh, Owens. Owens would go now? I think that you need to focus Kevin Owens on the whole Sammy Bain story. I yeah. think that's where he's going to be suited best with um, Solo Solo Sokoa. Excuse me. <laughs> um, with him coming with the bloodline, I feel like they're going to squeeze um, Sammy Zane out, and I think that um, I think the ultimate payoff is Sammy and KO beating um, Jesus for the tag title. I, I mean, you can stretch it out and have a really good storyline where Sammy is in denial and he doesn't, you know, he's really in the bloodline or whatever. Right. Okay, it's like reminding who he really is and, you know, stand up for yourself and then they go after the tag titles. I'd like to uh, present a match for the, 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 you know, next year at this time, right? Well, so Sam, Sammy's now out of the bloodline. Owens, you know, reminded him who he was. Like you said, they beat the Usos for the titles, right? Gargano has had some stories. Champa's had some stories. They're going, you know, they're they've now came back together. They're a team for a little bit, and we have a program where it's Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, versus Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champa. Those matches would be off the charts. Yeah. They, they really would be. I could it'd be fantastic. I, I wonder with the whole KO thing, because I feel like when he had the thing with Elias and, or I mean, Elias and then rather Ezekiel, and um, people are like, oh, yeah, he's like a true heel now. Like, I know he was heel at WrestleMania, but now he's kind of getting cheered, but like that's what happens when someone's a badass, you know? And I wonder if 
I don't know what, what you would even consider Kevin Owens because like he went after Drew and then he went after Austin Theory. Um, He's one of those guys I think it's hard to keep him a a heel just because of how charismatic and how just great he is at everything he does and how just entertaining he is. He's just one of those guys where it's like you can try to make him heel all you want, but I want to cheer him because he's just so fucking good at everything. And and I'm fine with this character, but I feel like he really delivers him because I do not want 10 different gray, you know, it's like selling, I thought John Moxley was a heel for a long time and then like apparently he just did the baby phase and I'm like, it's the same thing with like Brian Danielson. I personally think it's kind of not being talking about AEW. I know we're on WWE, but so it's kind of a mess right now. I mean, like, who are you? What are you? You know, like, rap, like, be. You need an editor. You need someone who's like, what are you? Because it drives me crazy when people, like, there's too many people like that. But Kevin Owens probably does float in that weird area. Yeah. And I feel like he could kind of service whatever story and it doesn't really hurt him. I do feel like um, I, I wonder with Sammy if they end up getting this. It's Sammy has been a heel. You know he's been a heel for like five years. He's been a heel for a long time now. And, and it's funny to think when he remember I remember when he turned heel in that that um flat or that uh, cage match that um, KO and Shane were having. Yep. And it was like their second feud, which I actually like when people kind of go back and feud again for different reasons. And um, and I remember when he turned heel, he helped Kevin. And I was like, oh my God, Sammy Zane is a heel. And now it's like it's hard to picture him, but he was such a good baby face. I think you can really get that like fiery baby face, Sammy back. I think it would be, he's like, he's been a heel a long, and he's fantastic at it. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't think you need to rush this. And in fact, I honestly think. Kevin can like Kevin Owens can like bounce back and forth between other things, but I think this is the kind of story that's WrestleMania worthy. I really feel like you can really flush this out because I think Kale will probably come back with Roman. But there's two there's so many things involved, so many people involved. I really think that you can get a um, the eventual story of Sammy finally seeing the light and then going back with Ko and. They haven't. I think that would be great. And almost it could be one that, like you said, you could almost start now or next month and just really slowly drag out and just because like, they, 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 I mean, they already they already did. Was it like last week or a week before on SmackDown where Ko's coming out and and he's within Sammy and the bloodliner out there and they're like, tell Sammy, Sammy, tell him, you know, and he's like. You know, yeah, you don't. You really shouldn't say that about Roman. And you can see, like, Sammy's a really good actor. And then they wanted them to hit it. Hit him. The Bloodline wanted Sammy to hit KO with the chair, and he was like really hesitant, and like didn't really want to. And it's like they're already slowly planting the story, you know, the seeds for the story. And I, I think I think that's where it goes. I think that would really service everyone. And I think that would be a fitting into the Usos, like massive reign, like KO and Sammy it would be a good story. I think so too. I think it'd be. I think it'd be great. He could, pop at WrestleMania. Oh my God. Those two winning the tag titles at Mania. We're getting close to, you know, we get through these, you know, next couple months. We're, you know, January's Rumble. We're, we're, we're not, that, Rumble we're not yeah. that far away. Closer to the return of the main Cody. That's it. He's the guy that has to beat Roman, right? Is that what we're thinking? Or the only guy who could come in and you believe, yeah, this is it. Some people don't think. I mean, some people think that that like 
he's not going to be that, but I think, I think that um, positioning in this way, I personally do. Um, I think they, I think WWE did a great job positioning in his way of doing that. And you know what? I love Cody, but maybe he would have gotten stuck his foot in his mouth or gotten in his own way. Him getting injured and coming back to at rum, the Rumble, I mean, assuming that's when, I'm sure that's when, it might be the best thing that, ha- that happened to him. Like, in hindsight, like, he came back. Gave us a little taste. Three straight wins over Seth Rollins in his last one in this legendary performance and then goes away until Royal Rumble. That's kind of perfect, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that really sets him up as like, okay, this is, yeah, you, this he's, is good stuff. He's a world conqueror now. He's conquered everything. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, is so, there? Yeah, I, would say, I would say Cody. I mean, of course. I mean, I, I want that to happen, but I mean, obviously, I feel like Roman Rock would be like the biggest business WWE would ever do. Oh, I mean, I know that's kind of parts. I mean, there's no pay-per-view guys or anything anymore, but I feel like that'd be crazy. I think, I think, I wonder what the ratings would be on those last few, you know, shows before WrestleMania. Oh. <laughs> the segments of the Rock and, and Roman. Yeah, that'd be great. What well, is that? I, I can't picture anyone else though. I can't either. I can't picture because I don't. If The Rock comes back, which is just a, a rumor and what people are kind of hoping happens, uh, I don't think he's beating Roman for a title. I don't. I think the only thing that people could ask is if Cody is Cody going to come back earlier and beat Roman and take the title, so then it's Roman Rock at Mania without titles, or you know. Yeah, I would. I would think so. Um, I feel honestly I'm more interested if it's not a title match because I feel like you can do the same thing you just be like yeah you you've been running your mouth for two years and I've let it go on for two years and enough's enough you are not the head of the table like that's all you need man that is all you need you really you know you don't need it I don't because I, I mean like what's the incentive for Rock if he's not coming back because he wants to be champion of WWE he's coming back because he's saying I'm the head this of this a, family. I am. This is a personal thing. Yeah. Like he's not saying I want to. I want to represent WWE. He wants to represent his family. And it's. I mean, I would much prefer going into that, but I also, I want to see Cody. Someone's got to beat Roman, and it has. It's going to be Brock beating Undertaker WrestleMania. It's that big. Like it's bigger. I mean, it might be bigger. Like. Someone's got to get the rumble this, and I Cody's got to be that guy. I think so. I can't imagine another guy. I can't imagine them building someone up to that level in this amount of time to get him and us all like, okay, that's you know that makes that's sense. That's why I think that's why I think Cody was as hot as ever when he left, and he's going to be as hot as ever when he comes back to Royal Rumble. Perfect. Yeah, pull, pull a trigger there. Um, what do you think? Um, what do you think about the the women's championships? Like, do you think that um, obviously it looks like Bailey's going to be next in line for Bianca? Uh, I I really like that. I, we haven't seen Bailey in a long time. You know, she's just now back, so I'm pretty. You know, I'm God. I'm so excited for that. Actually, uh, I'm a, I'm a I used to not be a big Bailey fan. I'm a big Bailey fan now. I think they're doing great work there. Um, I don't know if she takes it off Bianca, but um, I am just excited to see that program. It's one of the weird ones where I don't, I don't actually have like 
the read on it. I don't actually know what I think is going to happen from it. I was really, ha- I was really happy that Liv uh, beat Shayna. I know she got kind of dragged a little bit there, and people thought she lost a little steam. I thought she was, uh, I thought it was great. I thought she picked up a clean victory. She, I thought it was great, and that, that's what I, I wanted to happen out of the Clash of the Castle. I thought I want to give her a little more time, see if she can get her steam back, see if she can you know get her feet under again with this, and fans get back behind her. And uh, and that that doesn't mean Shayna's just gone now. You can keep the story going, and if you know you think no, you know you can put it on Shayna. But I was I was really happy with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I wrote in the IPP that um, WWE has a tendency to pull the you know pull the plug on them real quick on these kind of things. Yeah, if they're not working, and and um, but I feel like it 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 kind of reminds me of the Hangman. Situation in AEW when he wins the title, but then he's kind of lukewarm and he cools off quite a bit. And um, I think that's don't blame it on the person. You as a company, you as a writer or a booker or whatever, have the responsibility to develop him as a champion. And I feel like I'm glad that WWE wasn't like, well, it might not be working. Let's just take it off. It's like, no, you did the work. You told the story. It's on you. It's on Liv too, but it's on you to give the right matchups put her in the right direction and develop her as a champion. And I'm glad that they, they did that. It's like they kind of course corrected from the SummerSlam fiasco. Yeah. Um, I think her next challenger, I think Liv's next challenger has to be someone that's not known for MMA. Yeah, it does have uh, to be a, a wrestler. <laughs> and just because I, I okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm I was with you for so long, but I don't see Liv. I mean, I guess you would just get better every time, but it's like, all right, let's just get back into the realm of um, like realism. And I'm not someone who's like, I'm not a big fan of like every MMA person coming to wrestling. And it's like, oh, well, clearly they're better because they're in MMA. It's like, okay, well, this is pro wrestling. And it's, I don't care what you did in MMA. Like, this is a different beast. However, having said all that, Still, I don't want to see Liv Morgan just keep, you know, beating people who are like legit shooters. You know what I mean? <laughs> it it is. Uh, I I agree with that. It is, it is weird after after so long to just be like, all right, like, why? So you're beating all of these people, huh? That's just <laughs> yeah. You just keep going. Hopefully, uh, they, I, they gotta do something. Um, I keep uh, I keep reading stuff about uh Charlotte Flair coming back and maybe uh going after that uh, have you heard anything about that or do you think that could no, be no I, I haven't heard anything about charlotte i haven't i guess i mean she's been out since that match with Rhonda. so um well we gotta look at like next year's wrestlemania right so the matches looks like it's gonna be becky versus Rhonda. yes you would think here's what i would do yeah two two nights right we don't need if we if we really care about the development of people from wrestling, we don't need that to be a title match. There's there's plenty. I mean, I think there's I why well, we the promise. I mean, I have a lot of promise from Rhonda, but the the program story between those two, between Becky and Rhonda, you don't need a title. Why not have two title matches, two women's title matches, and the blood feud for the women? and the tag team match. I mean, there's four women's matches there. I think that would be pretty progressive. And it would, they can put their money where their mouth is. 
I would prefer to see that. I don't know if Liv's going to afford it to WrestleMania necessarily, but um, maybe Charlotte comes back or whatever. I don't know what that would be. I would like to see um, Sasha win my early pick. Maybe it's my way too early pick because Sasha wins the Rumble. Maybe Bailey's champion by then. And then we run that back between the two. Yeah, I, I could uh, I, I, I could see that. Uh, so the tag titles are going to be uh, defended next week. Is that correct on Raw, the women's tag titles? Is there any chance that that's when Naomi and Sasha come back, that they just pull a Braun Strowman, come back, ruin the tag match, squash them both, hold up the tag titles and kind of drop them? Like, yeah, those, those were supposed to be ours. Those were ours. Yeah, I would say... Um... So the next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules in the Survivor Series, and then they didn't do it December 1 last year, but they say they do. I can't imagine doing TLC two months after doing Extreme Rules. I can't either. Maybe TLC's not going to be a pay-per-view anymore. Hopefully not. Um, I'm, I'm cool with match types not being uh, pay-per-views. I wish... So elimin- just, what is it? I was, I, when they had it as Elimination Chamber, I was just wanted it to be No Way Out. That's what I wanted. Um, I think if they come back, I mean, I think that you can do a really cool ladder match with the tag team, right? Of like, I'm the real champion, whoever's champion. I don't know what, I mean, the bigger story would be against like what EO and Dakota, or uh, EO and, yeah, EO and Sky, or yeah. Sky and Kai, whatever, um, against Sasha and Bailey in the ladder match. Uh, I, I don't think- know if they come back. I, that's the thing. We're, we're assuming they come back, but or they come back, it, you know, I soon. It depends on who who wins the match next week. I don't know if they're gonna. Yeah, I could. About this, I'd love to see a, a triple threat ladder match, maybe for. Man, you're asking a lot of Aaliyah. I am. And that's I'll, not even like a dig. I'm not even making fun of her, but like, that's a lot, you know, pressure on someone who doesn't have much. What well, I say, experience, but it's been there forever, but like. Yeah, but yeah, experience like actual wrestling and match. What, what I what I would hope for that is she can hide, not hide, but some of the uh, like the gimmicks could help out a little bit on that because it's just kind of playing stuff, and she'd have a lot of experience in there with her. So I would hope. Oh, sure. So I would hope all those people could kind of guide her and 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 help her. Sure. Yeah, I'm really interested in the finish of the of the women's tag match next week because I feel like. You've already had Dakota Kai and the US guy lose once. But I don't know why. I, I just, for whatever reason, have a hard time believing Triple H would just immediately have this new, new champions lose because I feel like he's really done a lot of work to put prestige in these. Yes. And for it to already be bounced to another team seems. That's why the only thing I can see is them winning or Sasha and uh, Naomi coming back and then being yeah, all like, yeah, or just ruining the match. It's, it's a, a no contest, no finish now because they came in and just and wrecked it. I You're also, just assuming they're, they're coming back and feel good. Don't you think they would get cheered? Don't you think people would be really happy to see them? No, I think they're going to come back and beat up both teams is what I, I – the way I was planning it for next week in my head is if it happened. Is which I guess the match placement on the show would be a big deal too. If they say it's the main event, we could be like, oh, well, something 
yeah. something big is yeah. going to happen, but um, would be for them to come back and just kind of take out both teams simultaneously. Just, you know, just yeah. come out, take out both teams, and then I think they would get cheered and they would just hold up the titles. And be like, we're coming for these. Like, these are ours. We're back. You know, these yeah, are ours. And I think they I would mean, get cheered for it, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, what are you going to do? Even if you're heels, like, eventually you'll get that heat, but, like, what are you going to do? Because if it's dying fire heel, and it's not like Aaliyah and Raquel, which I think I've gone around this video story that every single week she should just come out with a bigger and bigger and bigger smile to yeah. where at some point it's just ludicrous. Like, she just has her gaping <laughs> mouth open, just, just so happy. I just think it'd be hilarious. Which I'm, I'm okay um, with it for a return in the and for the titles, though, I wouldn't put too much stake in like the. And no, then, no, but my, my, my point is, it's not like when my, 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 finish my point, like it's not like Aaliyah and Raquel getting beat down. I mean, people would be like, oh, those are my favorite. Like, oh, yeah. They're not established <laughs> enough. For yeah. people. Like, they're probably going to get you. You're beating a heel team, beating up a heel team, and beating up a babyface team that hasn't really been established very much. So, uh, you're inevitably, inevitably going to get cheered. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know. If, if it really is a main event and that's what's cool about it though that's what's awesome about this you know they're they're talking about um these matches a week in advance and here we are at 11 30 on a tuesday speculating what's going to be the main event i miss this man i miss this passion of like i'm speculating what's going to be the main event of raw six days before it you know and oh. three hours oh. is still a long time i still am really tired by the end of it but still like it's so much more fun in it, you know? It is. And, man, wrestling is so much more fun when WWE is great, I think. It's kind of like the thing mm-hmm. of, like, people say, like, college football and baseball and, like, you know, like, just sports in general. It's like, well, college football is more fun when, you know, like, USC and Miami and those teams are really good. You know, like, when those teams are good and in the mix, like, oh, it's just so much, it's more entertaining, it's funner. And I think it's, like, the wrestling in general is so much better when WWE is great because remember, like when I, I just I think it is. Yeah, I think so too. Also, uh, uh, to what is it? I'm not uh you know so super big uh, AEW guy, but Wednesday I am going to watch it. I am I am going to make sure I stay up to date with everything AEW. So when we come on here, I can I can talk about it if uh, if we choose to. Yeah, I, I think to to round this out and to um, complete this circle here, um, a full circle moment is um, there unfortunately doesn't seem to be any AEW breaking news that we were literally waiting on for like six hours and nothing ever. I mean, I got it. There was I got it got posted on Discord like four thirty about Sean Ross Sapp saying like he's got a verifying um reporting yeah and that was seven hours ago so nothing else came with it that is uh, what i kept seeing was just uh that they have to confirm their sources and that it might be uh, also what i kept hearing was that it would be announced today or tomorrow and i know there's already been reports that they've changed aw for tomorrow that there's you know top talent like chris jericho and moxley who weren't supposed to be there who are there now or who are going to be there now but uh I would imagine tomorrow, you you got to know. But by the I by the end of Dynamite tomorrow, we know, right? We have to. Yeah. What got me really excited was around five. Um, they 
person on Discord that um, Wade Teller says, yeah, I'll add to the cryptic comments about lots of indications on pending perhaps imminent major developments regarding AEW. And like I said before, his word's gospel to me, so yeah. um, that's the guy I follow the most, and um, he's going to have a podcast tomorrow um, talking all about it. So uh, he, he said this is for you, right? It will be up probably within the hour. Yeah, yeah, he had, um, actually, I was going to check because. He said it went four hours with callers start to finish. Oh, man, I hope the whole thing's on there. He said okay, it will be. It okay, it doesn't seem like it's up yet, but I'm hoping that it'll be up. Hopefully it's not in the post-show. Whoever, I guess I wouldn't care, but. Um... Well, he said this 10 minutes ago, it'd be up within the hour. Oh, okay. But yeah, for, for those of you who, who do follow wrestling or maybe get into wrestling, if you have a Twitter or anything, Wade Keller's a, a great guy to, to follow. He's not going to really steer you wrong with his breaking news and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, so I am definitely going to be listening to that tomorrow and seeing Robert's really good podcast today. Um, so uh, breaking it all down, he basically at the beginning was like, well, this is a, I, I literally have three three separate podcasts and one for you guys um, and, and broke everything down. So um, unfortunately, we didn't get to everything tonight. We didn't get to talk about um, Worlds Collide, which is fine because I, did, I still haven't had a chance to watch it. All right, well, we'll get to that. There was but, so much. We, there's no way we were going to be able to cover everything today. And we still went a long time, guys. <laughs> yeah, like what, two hours? Yeah, so we, we, are, we are sorry if this is very wordy and this is very long, but there's just wrestling. It's just there's so much going on right now. Listen, I love podcasts, and when I go to work and I have a podcast and I see that it's two hours, I'm like, perfect. Here we go. Two hours is my mail route. That's <laughs> going to be filled with, you know, whatever topic. So, but I think it's everything we have. I do believe so. We appreciate uh, everybody for listening. Uh, you know, this this is great. We're glad to be back, and we will see uh, everybody next Tuesday. This will be our. Uh, oh, do you want to do schedule. a quick, a quick uh, plug? Do you want to plug anything? uh no i don't have anything to plug we are going to be starting a website here soon and be putting things on the website when we get that launched uh we'll we'll let you know i'm going to be starting a twitter force uh here uh this evening to just uh tweet stuff out from and tweet updates about us for and uh, every tuesday is when we're going to be reporting so then it'll be uploaded late late tuesday night and wednesday morning to uh to listen to um the only thing i have to say plug wise is um check out aiptcomics.com like I said, I read about wrestling stuff. I also do like talk about comics and, and whatnot on there as well. Um, but yeah, you can check that out. Um, and we do predictions and you know, thought pieces and breaking news and stuff like that. So and they are check great. out my stuff on there. And it's not just about wrestling on there either. You guys talk about uh, a lot of stuff on there. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I actually, I, I did a the Clash of Castle preview with two of the other. Um, AIPT writers, but like we all do various stuff. I do, I review comic books and, um, you know, I've done quite a bit. I, I did a, I reviewed a novel on there. I, I write about different things, but the bulk of it's usually wrestling. Um, so, yeah, just check that out, AIPTcomics.com, and uh, check us out. We'll try to have this up every Wednesday. So, every Wednesday, uh, or what is it, Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah every Wednesday morning. So. Absolutely. Well, guys, again, we appreciate you guys listening, and we will uh, talk to you and see you next Tuesday. Goodbye.